Previously on The Forge. My name's Richard, and I'm going to be playing the half-orc Thurgo. I'm Brittany, and I'm going to be playing Nariel, an elf druid. I'm Maddie, I'm going to be playing a female elf wizard named Rayla. My name is Malachi. Um, I am going to be playing a female half-orc cleric named Nyx. You stopped the raid? We went to the cathedral and there was a Forsaken there who attacked. We traced Aether back to this house and we entered the house and then we ended up in these catacombs. It was the remnants of what was the city beforehand. Nissa informs you of the problem. So the four of you discovered the catacombs beneath the city. We sent some of our clerics and other adventurers down. They haven't returned. On the ground is an infant with a deformed face. You twirl this staff and it goes straight through its skull and falls limp. And as it does, one last whimper comes out of You guys are in an intersection. You have just killed this infant-like creature with this gaping mouth that looks as if it's constantly looking to feed on something. And from deeper in this alleyway, you have been attacked by this, well, this this Swarm. swarm of these creatures is now like flooding towards you. In addition, a lantern has appeared behind you as this serpent-like creature in a raggedy, torn, blood-stained nightgown stands at your flank. Well, I hate it. Let's go. I, <laughs> I believe we had initiative, but we're going to reroll initiative. Sweet. So it goes enemy, enemy, and then all the allies. So it's a pretty straightforward uh, thing. But for the first enemy turn, the uh, serpentine-like woman with the lantern, she's she's humanoid, medium-sized, so she looks like she probably could have been a human, but somehow this head deformed with which a nature or ethereal check, you guys could figure that out. Um, anyway... Um, she lifts this lantern and um, with the group of you huddled together around this thing you just killed, she swings it at your group. Can you guys tell me exactly where you are like in relation to these two creatures that have cornered you in this intersection? I think we're all in pretty close proximity to each other. Yeah. I don't remember our exact like configuration i'm really close to wherever the baby was okay because it was coming after me and i'm a little farther forward and then i'm pretty sure i'm right near nyx because i think i hit it last i think i brought up the rear didn't i so i'm kind of like next to who was like third in line because didn't we have were we going single fire line Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because i didn't want to walk towards the ghosts Mm -hmm. (laughs) so basically uh, Brittany, it sounds like you're closest to the swarm of these creatures. Mm-hmm. And then 
Rayla, Thurgo, and uh, Nyx, you guys are kind of closer to this body, this this baby body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that sounds about right. In that case, this creature hits you three, or att- attempts to hit you three. This is versus your reflex, and it definitely hit, buddy boys. That's going to be an 11 versus your reflex. Why is that so strong? It did roll an 8, to be fair. But still, why is that so strong? Because it yuck. Because it yuck. It would have hit me anyway. So this... I mean, same. So this lantern um, comes crashing into the three of you and just sweeps across you. Um, You each take six bludgeoning damage... And then, for the next 30 seconds, you each also take one fire damage. (laughs) Every 10 seconds for 30 seconds. That's not too bad. That's not too bad at all. At the beginning of the first enemy's turn, um, you guys will take uh, one fire damage for the next three rounds. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. And um, then it stands there... um, And now that it's, like, up close to you guys, you realize this is a really slim figure. She's not as... Besides, like, her serpent face and stuff, she's not really that scary. Um, But it has actually fully illuminated this intersection now. So you guys can all see everything pretty clearly, and you see that this this swarm of infant-like creatures takes up the whole street on the opposite side of you guys, and it's, like... Four meters high, this swarm of, of things. This swarm of these creatures starts falling over each other to get to you. Uh, it just reaches out, and the first person there is Nariel. And this little hand starts grasping at you. <laughs> One of the, the mini. Um, and then it starts attempting to, I guess, bite you. No. And then all these other little creatures begin to swarm at you as well and begin biting you too. Um. Oh, heck. Okay. Oh, man. It, it, that one's going to hit too. Um, that's going to be a 15 versus your fortitude. Uh, yeah. All right. (laughs) I have a five. Not even, no. Lose 150 experience as it begins to eat away at your soul. <laughs> I super thought that it was going to take 150 health. And I was like, I'm so dead. I'm like, I'm dead as bulls. Aggressively so. That is the end of the swarm's turn. You guys now get to each take your turns in whatever order you choose. Oh, I hate it. So I'm going to try and cut down this one and, for better or for worse, see what happens to the, the little ones. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to step up to this serpent lantern wielding thing and just attempt to smash it with my ironwood greatsword. And I roll... Uh, Math, um, 11 to hit. 11 to hit Fortitude? Yep. You successfully hit it. Perfect. Then 11, 14, 16, 26, I think that's going to end up. Yeah, 26. 26 damage. damage. 
you swing your sword at it and it slices right into the belly. You see um, this giant gash appear as you deal this 20 damage. Um, but like no blood or guts begin spilling out. You see that it's just like rotted as a few larvae like fall. Tasty. But for the most part, you can see that the inside has rotted pretty thoroughly. Like this thing's been around a while. Uh, can I go next? That's fine. Great. Um, so these things are attached to me currently? Yeah. Would they not have to grapple me to oh, do they, that? They're just like, you're, they're not grappling you. They just are currently touching you. And oh, so I them. could wiggle free and back oh, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm going to wiggle free and back up one meter, and then I'm going to cast Cone. Okay. It does take two of your movement speed to get free. That's fine. Just because it's difficult terrain trying That's to walk okay. through all of these. Yeah. Okay. Yuck. Gross. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Cone, uh, which is a thaumaturgy chant. Um, the caster creates a cone that is three meters long and measures five meters across at its furthest point. The caster makes a reason-based attack targeting all creatures' reflex caught within the cone. Each creature takes 1d6 damage. Creatures missed take half as much. Um, I am going to spend the Aether Point to cast it, and then I'm also going to spend an additional Aether Point to add the electric aspect. Nine? Versus the reflex? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So just so you know, they are not wearing any metal... They aren't wielding or wearing anything metal, and they're not standing in water. That's fine. Okay. I just want to get them. Okay, right, you got them. Yeah. I just want to get them. Okay. I just want to do a little zippy zap. A little zippy zap. So you cast this cone that, like, spits this lightning that zaps through every single one of them as it chains through each of these little infant-like creatures. Whoa. Tell me how much damage you're about to do to these guys. Well, I am attuned to my staff. Okay. And I have rank three in said staff. <gasps> Holy cow. So I get three additional D6 that I may allocate however I choose to either damage, uh, range, or duration. I'm going to allocate all of them to damage and roll four D6. Holy cow. Nice job. Uh, 13 to all of them. Okay. If you deal 13 damage to this swarm, you don't get to add anything to that? Do I? Usually you get to add your reason to it, don't you? Okay, then 16. 16, okay. 16 damage. So yeah, you're zapping them. You do see a few of them fall down. Lifeless. I use quotes for that. Um, But I mean, otherwise it's still moving. You've still got a lot of them shifting around in there. Let me see. I'll go. Let me see what I can do. So, one thing that I forgot. Um, so, I have another rank in Thaumaturgy. Is that dice to hit or dice for damage? Uh, to hit. Dice to hit, yeah. Dice to hit. Yeah, your school is like your casting skills. So that's oh, okay. And then it's your dice to hit, and then you can add another AP to it to make it... Mm. To roll for damage, right? It's a plus one. Plus yeah. one. Or if you get a staff like um, Nariel is using, then you can increase damage with the staff. Oh, okay, but you can do another plus one if you take another AP in it. Yeah. 
Also recall that you have rank two in Thaumaturgy, so you can actually spend up to three AP without any risk when casting your forms. Okay. When casting your Thaumaturgy forms. Cool, cool. So, at least that gives me a better chance to hit it. Um, yeah. Like, how far away would you put us from everybody? I mean, I know that weird lady who's spilling larvae is, like, right next to us, right? Yeah. But how far away is the swarm from us? I would say that it sounded like Brittany was about two or three meters away from you guys from the description that you guys gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would put the swarm, for the sake of Brittany moving, um, I'm going to put the swarm four meters away from you guys. Okay. And um, Nariel is now two meters away from you guys. Okay, so if I was to cast Meteor, would everybody, like, on the swarm, would everybody by me be safe? Because it's, it's 10 meters wide. I don't know. You can also make adjustments to it to make it smaller. Okay. As needed. So, okay. So you can, like... But I can cast that away from me. It doesn't give <laughs> yeah. me a range of how far I can cast it, though. Oh, let me go I look think... at it really quick. I think that's something... Oh, right, range is 10 meters. Oh, okay. Oh, and then rank D6 meters wide. So that means you Perfect. roll 2D6 for your meters wide. Oh, okay, and then I can... I'm pretty that. sure with meteor, you don't... Yeah, you don't roll the hit, it's just a meters wide, and then um, it's one... It's, in your case, 2D6 plus reason on rounds that that thing lasts. Right. And then it just damages them inside yeah. of it. Okay, so I just roll 2 to see how big it's going to be. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I will cast that. Okay. Um, is it added plus anything? Is it plus my reason or just... Um, or is that just a hit? For the wide... For the width? Yeah. That's just the width. You don't okay. get to add anything. But this is a gargantuan creature, so four meters, the number you rolled, is enough to only hit it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I figured you'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely fine. Okay, um... Cool. And then I will just roll my 1d6 plus my reason to hit it. Uh, you don't have to roll to hit. You just roll how oh, the long damage. it's going to last. Right. No, no, no. Uh, so it says duration next. That's going to be your 2d6 plus your reason mod for how long the meteor is going to last. Okay. So roll that. So it lasts... 12 seconds? Is that no, what it is? that's 120 seconds. That's two minutes. Oh, okay. That lasts for two minutes. Yeah. Um, now, when you read the effect, it says the caster spends three AP to cast this form, which is exactly how much you can spend without any risk. Yep, yep. All creatures within the radius take 1d6 damage each round they remain within the radius. Mm-hmm. If the creature were to enter the form's radius, they take 1d6 damage immediately. So right now it's only 1d6 unless you wanted to spend another AP to do something else, but then you'll run risk. No, I'm okay. I'll just do that. All right, go ahead and roll your damage then. Okay. Uh, four. All right, sweet. So these meteors begin crashing down. They're small at first, but you see that they're getting, like, they're getting larger and larger, and you're continuing to break away at the swarm as it gets a little bit smaller. The like area that you summoned it is um, pretty high up there, um, and because you're in this cavern, it's able to be as high as it is. But yeah, um, Nariel is just barely out of the way. To prevent you from hitting her. Nyx, you're last up. Yep. Um, I Is the swarm attached to you still? It's not. No. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to attempt to shoot it. It's a four. Four? A four does not break through its reflex. Okay. Um, 
Can my brawling apply to my gun at all? I wrote down, as long as you focus on one target, you make an extra attack against that target. All right, I'm pulling out brawling right now. So it was when targeting the same creature. Now it says when making an attack, you can make two attacks as long as you tar are targeting two different creatures. So you could shoot the mother as well. Okay. I think. Yeah. You could, like, yeah. whip around and just... That would be a good idea. Yeah. 360 no scope. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Five does not break through her reflex either. Alright, so you fire two bullets, they echo throughout the cavern. Um, but as far as you can tell, these are the only other creatures in here. You don't hear anything else other than the whimpering and the like shrieking of the mother with a lantern. Yeah. yeah like Alright, after all the allies have gone, the next enemy that goes up is the swarm. It begins to move closer and closer to Nariel. It remains halfway within the meteor, so it will continue to take that meteor damage at the beginning of at the beginning of your turn, Rayla. Also, because it's the start of a new um, round or whatever, um, those of you hit with the lantern take one fire damage. And then the swarm moves in to attack Nariel again. These grasping hands come at you once more as they attempt to steal your soul. I have to be tracking the experience they gain. I forgot. Oh, no. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, man. They've got so far to oh, start leveling up. They need twice what their regular experience is to level up. Shoot. Um, anyway, here they go versus your fortitude. Ten versus your fortitude. Yep. Then after it hits Nariel, you are going to take... 180, or you're going to lose 180 experience. Oh boy. Then, um, after being attacked and uh, equivalently gutted um, by Thurgo, this uh. mother creature starts moving into just focus on Thurgo, and it just reaches out its. No. <laughs> It moves its serpentine head to try to take a bite out of your neck, basically. No. Please, please don't. Oh, man, buddy boy. Oh. I hate everything. Sorry, dude. This. We rolled well. I did roll really well. It's going to be a 19 versus your oh, fortitude. Yep. All right, so it manages to slip through your freaking crazy armor and take a bite out of your neck. You are going to lose 110 experience. Every time you say that, I think it's HP. And yeah. A little panic attack. We, can, we get a little frightened. I will also go first again. Well, I guess not again. I, you went first last time. Can I go first this time? Okay. My bad. I'm going to step back again. Okay. To, with two of my movement and cast cone again. Okay. Nine versus reflex. Versus reflex. I think you barely hit. No, you hit you hit them pretty well. Okay, cool. I thought I rolled nine last time. Um, I'm gonna apply electric again. Okay. Uh, eighteen damage. All right. Once again, you see several of these little corpses begin to fall from this swarm, um, but there are so many that they just keep coming. Who's the next person? 
Can I go next? For sure. Cool. All right, so I'll roll meteor damage first. Uh, six on that one. Nice. But I still have my turn, right? Cause yes. Okay, cool. Um, but I am gonna whip around and target this mother creature and roll three, three dice. So I'm gonna up it one more uh, to see if I can hit with Ray. Okay. Why are you rolling three dice to attack? No, not to attack, to see if I can hit it. Because I have one more in Thaumaturgy. Yeah, so you'd roll 2d6 versus its will to hit it. Yeah, and I'm upping it by one for one AP. You don't get to pump that for Oh, I thought AP. you did. <laughs> Just damage or cool. duration of range. That could be cool. Let me think on that, because that might be overpowered. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I thought, I thought that was the way it was. Mm-hmm. No, it was for, Not like, damage, range, duration. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay, so I'll roll two to uh, see if I can hit her with Ray. And is this plus my reason or is it the damage? This I'm is sorry. plus your reason, yes. Six? Against the mother thing? Yes. You successfully hit its will. Yes. All right. I'll spend one more AP just to pump it by one more damage. I know it's not a lot, but... It's something. It's something, yeah. <laughs> two. Two whole damage. Awesome. Great, so this... Etheric Ray just hits it as it's gnawing on Thurgo's neck, and nothing really happens. NBD. Yeah. Oh, well. I'll be fine. He says as it bites into (laughs) his neck. Now, to be clear, this thing has not grappled you, Thurgo. It's just biting you. Okay. Okay. Thurgo or Nyx, which one's next? Do you need healed? Need is a strong word? No. Does anybody need healed? They keep sapping our experience, yeah, not yeah, our... Yeah. And that's not something you can heal. Mm-hmm. I'm doing okay. That's very scary to me. Um, I, you can go first if you want. I'm just going to try to keep okay. hitting it. Sam, I'm just going to swing at this thing stuck to my neck. Thurgo, you're next. Okay, so I'm going to attempt to cut this thing that is eating me. 13 to hit for two. Yeah, you hit. Sweet. Suck it. Six, so another 26. 26 dangers. Um, so you push this thing off of you, and as it begins to lunge towards you again, you um, like maneuver your greatsword in a way that it actually stabs straight into the wound that you've already created, and you feel the sword pass through tissue and bone, and then clean through the other side as you deal this 26 damage. More larvae and grubs and other gunk kind of pour out from both wounds now. Um, And she even coughs up a worm in your face um, as... I hate this. (laughs) As she takes this this gnarly hit from you. Sweet. Nyx, you're up. Okay, I am going to hit the swarm with bolt then. Um, maybe. Seven? Seven against Will? Yes. You successfully hit. For for damage, if I have one rank in there, I roll one d6, right? No. So uh, the form itself is one d6. That is seven damage. Seven ethereal damage to the swarm? Yes. Nice. Great, we're getting, we're making the progress here, guys. All right, so you've done 
seven ethereal damage to the swarm. Um, you managed to kill one of the little little things swarming around in there, and it falls out. And there's like this pile of dead ones as the the swarm crawls over them, trying to get to you guys. The next one up is um, the the mother thing. She pulls herself free from your sword. And then, specifically only targeting you, Thurgo, she swings her um, lantern at you again. Uh, I think we forgot to take another at least ten for the mother's turn last time. One damage? Uh, yeah, one damage. Yeah, sorry. Damage. You guys take that one damage again. <laughs> Alright, so it makes its attack targeting your reflex. It gets an eleven. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So if it's 11 to hit, it swings its lantern into the air and brings it down on your head. You take one damage. Whoa. That's what I like to hear. And then for the next 20 seconds, you're going to take six fire damage each 10, like every 10 seconds. Is that going to cover the remaining one? Yeah, it's going to cover the remaining one. Okay, cool. I'm into that. So Nyx and... Rayla, you guys are going to take another one damage at the ne- beginning of the next round. Yep. But Thurgo, you're going to start taking six. And then we're done after that round, right? You're yeah. done after that, yes. Cool. Now the swarm begins to move closer and closer with with Nariel inching closer and closer to the rest of the group. Um, and with the size of this creature, the swarm actually begins to start grasping out at... Nyx and Rayla as well. Do they stay where they're at, though? Um, they move one meter closer. Okay. Are they so not they, in my meteor anymore? They are still within your meteor. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're good. I'm keeping track. Three more, like almost columns of these things, begin reaching out at the three of you, Nariel, Nyx, and Rayla, as they begin to grasp at you and try to feed off of you as they they munch on your flesh and eat your soul. Um... Oh, this is different. <laughs> this is a different attack. Give me a second, guys. Sorry. It's not a good noise. It's not a good noise. All right. I described this incorrectly, so let me go ahead and re-describe this. So instead of these, this, like, blob of these creatures kind of falling out of the swarm and um, grasping onto Nariel, three individual creatures are cast from the swarm targeting each of you Nyx, Nariel, and Rayla. This is their attack to deal damage and grapple you. Oh yeah. Yuck. That's fine. Gross. I'm rolling three different attacks for these. First one, targeting Nariel is a 15 plus some stuff versus your reflex. (laughs) Second one, Targeting Rayla is a nine versus your reflex. Yep. Last one, targeting Nyx, is an eleven plus some stuff versus your reflex. Okay. Give me a second. Why are they so strong? There are twelve thousand of them. With these babies that were like thrown from the swarm, you see that the swarm size has actually been significantly diminished, and you see that there's actually a pretty large number of dead ones behind the swarm. Um, so you're clearly making some progress, but this is still happening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not going to roll individual damage. I'm just going to roll the damage as like one total thing. Hope that's cool with you guys. You take 70 experience damage. And these little creatures are now attached to you. <laughs> Is that how we're doing grappling now? Sorry, I thought grappling was like a, th- a thing by it, itself. It is. This is a specific attack. Ow. Yeah, so it becomes grappled to you, but you can, with this attack, it becomes grappled. It succeeded against your reflex, so that's why it immediately grappled to you. If it had not succeeded against your reflex, then it would have just flown right on by and whatever. Hit somebody else in the face. Sure. <laughs> Cute. Um, great. Who wants to go first? Um, could I attempt to wrench this baby off of me and stomp it? Throw it on the ground and stomp it. Sure. Okay. How would um, I... You're going to roll a athletics versus its endurance. Okay. Five. It got a six. Okay. So you are still grapp- it is still grappled to you. Um, you could still bolt. You know, it's right on you. Well, then I'm going to bolt its ass. All right. Roll so. versus its will. Eight. Yeah, you successfully hit it. Five damage? Yep. Okay. Give me one second. All right. You deal five damage to it. It's still gripping you and feeding on you. Who's next? Me. Uh, So they're still in my meteor, though, yeah? Yes. Cool. So go ahead and roll that damage. Three. Woohoo. Hmm. Got a baby on me, huh? Is it possible? So, my ray's still going, right? Targeting the mother. Yeah. Yeah. Can it? it, Wow, words. Um, can we redirect it without rolling again, or is that not possible? Nope, not with ray. Oh, okay. Ray continues to target the same creature without having to reroll an attack. Mm -hmm. But if you switch to a different target, you do have to roll a new attack. Okay, that makes sense. Would you have to spend the AP for it again, too? Yes. Okay. Mm, I'll just discontinue my ray and just try and aim it at this child I guess that's on me because okay. I don't have an athletics um, 9 damage? no 9 to hit it oh 9 to hit yes you do 2 damage alright you cast your ray you don't get to add anything to that? Does is ray plus add anything? Yeah, you add your reason to it oh then it's 4 okay 4 so you cast ray and this ethereal ray Cast through it, but it's it's still feeding on you. Um, and you see the same, like, rotted interior. Or, I guess, uh, the same rotted innards um, as that mother creature has. I hate it. Uh, I'm going to go. How wide is this, like, street slash alley that we're in? Four meters. Four meters? Mm-hmm. Great. So, I'm going to cast a wall in between ourselves and the babies. Cool. Okay. Great. Um, and I'm going to cast um, an electric wall. Okay. So they can move through it, but if they do, they take damage moving through it. Um, and that would be 4d6 electric damage Damn. moving through. That's a whole lot. So this, the chant is, um, the caster creates a wall that is one meter thick and five meters across. 
Uh, creatures attempting to move through the wall have half movement and take 1d6 damage of that type that matches the aspect applied to the form. But because of my staff as my focus, it will be 4d6. All right, sounds good. Cool. So I just do it. I don't think I have to roll anything. I just throw up a wall. Yep, you throw up this wall. Cool. Now question, did you throw the wall up right in front of you, or did you throw the wall up where this creature, like where this gargantuan creature is actually sitting? That's where I, yeah. So you're doing it like, like you're doing it inside the creature? Um, kind of just like right at the best start of it. Okay, so it's so it will require it to move into this wall mm-hmm. before it starts taking damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes it Thurgo's turn. Well, then just to try and kill this bitch, I'm gonna hit her again. Okay, and I continually forget that my greatsword has parry. So <laughs> we'll address that in a minute. Oh jeez, uh, ten to hit fourteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Yes, you hit. Oh. That's good. 14, 24. Yes. You start really cutting in. And with a like quick double swipe, you actually um, quickly lob off both arms. Holy shit. <laughs> um, the lantern falls to the ground and begins to dim a little bit, so it gets a little bit um, lower light in there, but you guys can all still see, and then the other arm just falls to the ground. Um, she's still standing, and like hissing as these worms and grubs and other disgusting things just like fall out of her um, now removed limbs. And she keeps spitting up stuff as well. But she is now, at the beginning of her turn, moving in for another bite. The mother thing got a 16 versus your fortitude. Barely. Barely hits me. What does your parry do? So, I'm going to parry. And when using a weapon with the parry perk, once per round of an attack were to hit you, you may activate the ability. Doing so, you roll 1d6 plus finesse, and the amount rolled is the amount of damage blocked. Take okay. remaining damage. Nice. Indeed. So I'm going to block 4 damage. 4 damage. Awesome. So here's what happens. Cool. This, and I'm going to... I'm, I'm, for everybody who's listening, if you eventually read these rules and get mad at me for this, I am going to fudge the rules a little bit for narrative's sake, which I do encourage every DM to do. This creature moves in to bite you. As it does, you're moving your sword to block its attack, but don't quite get there in time. So the attack moves in and manages to take a bite out of your arm. Minus the four, you take three piercing damage. And as your reaction with your parry, you slice off its head, dealing the remaining four damage it had left to die. (laughs) Which is why you took piercing damage and not lost experience. So you managed to kill this thing. At the end of that, the swarm begins to move toward Nariel. It shifts through this wall. Roll your damage. 18. 18 damage? Uh Uh-huh. You deal this 18 damage as it arcs around, and then the swarm begins to move one step closer, one meter closer. And as it does, it looks like it's beginning to like land on you and try to consume you. And it moved a meter through the wall, so it does take another grouping of damage. Oh, that was less good. 13. 13. With that last 13 damage, 
the energy from this wall bolts through the last remaining babies in the swarm and they finally all fall dead except for the three remaining on you three well yeah and they attempt to feed on you Uh. nariel does a 12 hit your fortitude (sighs) yes rayla does a four hit your fortitude just what it it goes to attacker doesn't it yeah yeah just hits me I've been thinking about changing that actually. Yeah, because it because I, I, I have four exactly. I'm I'm seriously thinking of changing that because like I don't like the fact that you have this armor, but really you have one less armor in all reality. Yeah. So I'd rather give it to the defender. Okay. If you guys are okay with that. Yeah. All right. In that case, you are not hit, Rayla. I'm not nice. hit. Nice. It's still attached to you, and it's still like sucking on your neck creepily. No, that's okay, but I'm not hit. So. And then Nyx. Does a six hit your fortitude? Nice. Nice job, everybody, except for (laughs) Nariel, who's about to take. Nariel, you lose 70 experience. Who's next? I'm going to rip this baby off of me and chuck it into the wall. Sounds like a good plan. with the other plan. (laughs) Honestly. Roll on athletics. Um, can I not roll an athletics and roll something else? Can I just use my might or something? What do you mean just use your might? Well, like, because I have a plus two to might, but I don't have any rank in athletics. Yeah. Okay, so you just get so a two. Get a two, yeah. Versus its endurance roll. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here, roll the two. <laughs> we just changed that rule. I hate this. Somebody get it. On that note, can I run up and try and remove yeah, a thing from one of them? Yeah. Sweet. Um, we both don't have athletics, so yeah. whatever you want to do. Um, you just attempted and failed, so I'm going to try yours, and then you can attempt this time, and then if you fail it again. I'm just going to rate it. I don't oh, have okay. athletics. So I'll, I'll attempt to tear the thing off of Nariel. Alright, roll your athletics. An 11. Oh yeah, you you beat it. Sweet. Sweet. And then... Football it through the walls. Yeah, I'm gonna just like throw it through Nariel's lightning wall. Uh, Should I roll something? (laughs) I'll just roll into athletics and I'll tell you if you get it. Uh, That one's gonna be a 9. Oh, yeah, you throw right in there. Go ahead and deal the damage. (laughs) Oh, I'm going. (laughs) 19. Oh, yeah. It it flies in there, zaps, and just falls lifeless. (laughs) We all clap like a bug zapper. Like, yay. (laughs) I'll go next. I'll just ray this thing because my ray's already going on it. Uh, Five? Okay, you do another five damage to it. Uh, you can tell you're you're hurting it pretty bad, but it's it's still sucking away the life of you. Okay. Cross. Um, I'm going to once again attempt to get this baby off of me. Okay. Roll your athletics. Four. You rolled a two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Are you gonna throw it into the wall as well? Chuck it into the lightning wall. Yes, I'm gonna chuck it in. Okay. Go ahead and roll your athletics to throw it. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Seven. I think that's what Richard rolled. Uh, I rolled nine. Okay, well, seven is still good. So go ahead and tell me that damage, Britt. 
18. Oh, yeah. This one gets zapped just the same. Thank you. Somebody help me. <laughs> Either one of us can help you because we have athletics, but he should probably help you more than me. All right, well, there's only one left, and it is going to... Oh, by the way, you take six damage. Yes. Nice catch. Because you're on fire. Yep. For the final time. Yeah. For the final yes. time. All right, cool. This thing is going to attack you, Rayla. That one definitely got you. It's, a, it's like a 13 versus your fortitude. Yep. All right, you lose. Oh, that's not too bad. 50 experience. Oh, that's not bad. So, can I attempt to rip it off of Rayla? For sure. Sweet. Um, a nine again? Yeah, definitely. All right, All right. then. I'll roll. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> while holding it, I would like to roll a nature check. Let's see if I can discern anything about this nasty little bastard while it is the final remaining thing. Oh, wow. Uh, a two. A two? Yeah. You know what they're called, only from legend. Um, and it's just kind of a horror story that was told in your orphanage. Oh. Because, like, this is what, this is what, this is what kids do. They tell kids stories to scare them. It's a soulless these are infants that were born without souls and are therefore cursed to roam the land searching for souls to fill themselves with. And supposedly from the stories that you heard when you were a kid, you don't know if they're true, but they do target little children. Um, but that's all you know from your two. Gross. Um, don't worry, I got nature. I, I'll roll on my turn. I'm gonna throw it into the lightning wall. No, throw it. There okay. are there are more. Okay, okay. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> well, I'm gonna throw it into the lightning wall. I rolled uh, twelve. Throw it. Oh yeah. It goes right into the lightning wall. A heckin' lot. Uh, more than a six. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's zapped and dead. Great. All right. So this lightning wall stays up. Uh, Brittany, you said that. As Rayla, not nope, 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 nope. I know, Brittany. You said that as Nariel, you would like to roll a nature check to find out what these things are. That is correct. Roll it. Um, I do have advantage because I'm an elf, I think, or maybe because I'm a druid. I can't remember. I think it's because you're a druid. <laughs> what the reason is? You're it's because you're a druid. I just wrote advantage next to it. <laughs> I rolled a fourteen. Okay, you know the same thing because you've heard the same stories since you all grew up in the same orphanage. Mm-hmm. As Thurgill. But you do know that psh, that that stuff about ha- hunting children, that was just a lie to scare you guys. Sure, maybe like the lone soulless might go after an orphanage because there's a nice grouping of souls there. But for a soulless swarm of this size and a brooding mother, there has to be like a real coalescence of souls. So something is going on down here. Well, but did we already do that in... Did we already take care of the coalescence of souls because of that big, like, group of souls that were in that big cavern? You know what I'm talking about? The wisps? Is that Was that it, maybe? I happen to tell that story, so yeah, I remember. So, here's the thing, though. You saw that grouping of souls at the bottom of a well inside of this aether, like, cavern. This grouping was heading toward that castle. Oh, heck. I don't like that at all. I still have to detect magic and when we get closer to the castle. Maybe. Now, really quick, before I continue, I do want to give you guys your experience. Because you do get experience. Yes. 
You guys get 6,650 experience. Oh, not that. Wow, 6,650? 6,650. Yeah, we should take a little rest after this. Hold on. And then you each also get 193 experience. That was the experience you all lost from getting fed on. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Heck you guys. I guess you lost 110. A little. So really, thank Brittany. She lost the most. Yeah, thanks, Brittany. At like sitting around 500 experience. Jesus. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so you you guys gain this experience, and uh, Brittany doesn't. Does uh, Marielle tell the group what she's learned about? Yeah. Solus? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to roll nature? Sure. Uh, seven. Okay. So, Rayla, you're you're processing this information that now Thurgo and um, Nariel have given you, and something is like scratching at the back of your mind. You know that you've missed something, because that's not the whole story. And as the lantern begins to dim and go out, you see the fingers of the first soulless that you killed begin to twitch. And you remember that they don't die. They come back. With this new information, what do you guys do? Bail. Yep. Yep. Oh, I mean... Mm. I'm, I'm down to leave. Yeah. It's <laughs> Bail. Yeah, we bail. Okay. You guys are at an intersection, and it is now completely dark thanks to that lantern going out. And if I recall, the stick that Nyx threw light on and threw down the street also went out a little while ago. Nyx switched it to the stick to attempt to throw the stick and distract the the oh, baby things. Yes. Yeah. What's the duration of light? Oh, it's like a few minutes, and it's only been... I mean, with your guys' like looking at these creatures and stuff, it's probably been like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been two minutes. Okay, so the wall's coming down. The light turned off. I can't see shit. None of us you can should, see. I don't know what to do, but you should light something, throw it, and we should warp out of here. Because we both have warp, so we can warp to the castle. Warp yeah. closer to the castle, just out of here, because if we warp, it's... Two times our movement speed, so we would like I have like we have seven because we're elves, so we can move fourteen meters away from them, closer to the castle where we need to be. And we already established we could like hold hands and pair warp. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, super into that. Okay. So, if the first one we'd killed is coming back to life, uh, not, I'm just gonna stop thinking about how we could stay here and kill them. Um, I thought you just like kneel down and put light on like one of the corpses and then we can just dip because then you don't have to find anything we don't have to do anything special just does anybody have aspect of fire no damn right i know i'm working my way up there to elemental aspects (laughs) i really want to get there but i'm not there yet then yeah i'll i'll um put light on one of the corpses okay and then Mm -hmm. are we good to warp away Oh, forgive me. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> cool. I go grab Nix's hand, and then we we spend that AP. We warp, we warp 17 meters. Or not 17, my bad. 14 meters the forward or wherever the castle is, yeah? Toward the castle. Yeah, towards the castle. Okay. And um, Nariel, you do the same? Yeah. Okay. Holding Thurgo's hand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I leave him on purpose. No, no. 
You no, have, yeah. Good luck. No. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Cool. You guys end up 14 meters away um, toward the castle. I kind of want to watch and make sure that it works. So 14 meters is about a block away. Uh-huh. That's what you guys going to do? Maybe. <gasps> New idea. Warp on top of one of the buildings. No. Just kidding. They're like derelict buildings. That's that, That's a bad plan. Very bad idea. And I punched my way through a wall. No, I don't, I don't bad, yeah. bad choices. Just kidding. Let's just keep going. We don't need to. Mm. Let's just go. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to watch this. How are we going to go? I can't see it, and I don't want anyone to turn on any more lights. Why? Because <laughs> we turned on the other one to distract them. If we turn on one over here, I'm just scared that they'll decide to come over here. They're fairly slow moving, correct? Oh, oh yeah. There's a reason they only move two meters. Okay. The mom's not, though. But she... Oh, no, we alerted her when we killed her baby, though. And we did kill that one, and then it took us a little bit to kill the rest before that one started to come back. I changed my mind. I'm sure we could turn on a light. I'm sure we'd be fine. Okay. Turn on a light. Okay. Jet the fuck out. Yeah. Get to the castle. Yeah, we'll just warp a couple more times, like, away. So, because... You're the fighter, and you're usually the meat shield. Why don't I just cast light on you? And you'll go... <laughs> or I can do it on myself. You can put it on my shield. I'm into that. Okay. Turn into, like, all your shield. I'll cast light on his shield so that he can go forward and we'll be able to see. Sweet. So that's what you guys do. I like that with the casting light on the shield, it points in a specific direction. So even if it did matter that these things, like, woke up and were like, oh, we're going to rush this light... They wouldn't like immediately recognize its light because mm-hmm. it's not shining at them; it's shining mm-hmm. away. They just see the lit area. Um, sweet. So yeah, you guys just keep on moving toward the castle. At this point, the at this point, like in these this like cavernous ancient city, um, the buildings become like more uh, closely built because the space around the capital like became more and more premium. Um, Buildings were built closer and closer together and taller and taller. Um, so you can still see the beam of light that's cast down on the castle, but you can't like see anything more than like the castle towers themselves standing above the, like tall above the uh, rooftops. Um, you didn't lose the tracks of those adventures you were searching for either. Cool. Um, so you've been able to find those. You don't see any other tracks either like any new tracks other than this group um that said you don't see any new um like theorem equipment either like this these those copper and glass equipment doodads all you see are the footprints and like the staff imprint of a person walking um like i was saying so because space is so premium the streets are no longer like just straight either. They're winding and twisting. Um, and it becomes almost like a maze, but with the, that tower, you're able to, but with that tower and those footprints, you're able to make your way to the castle. Do you guys want to try to rest to spend some of that experience to regain health? Or mm-hmm. do you want to, okay, cool. Um, now that you guys are a good distance away, it's probably a little bit safer. Do you want to roll perception checks at all? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I roll a four. Yeah, same. 
have zero. <laughs> so, um, you don't see a whole bunch of wisps traveling around either. Um, you do still see like the occasional just flying by, not really like just minding its own business. Every time I'm just like <laughs> watching. Um, but as you're like trying to find a place to sit down, um, Nariel, you do notice that next to the next to one of the boot prints, there's a drop of blood. Okay. How is it dry? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. It's probably just from their fight with the sh- the solace that we just fought. I mean, probably. Because I mean, there was evidence that they fought the solace, and they probably killed them. There was a lot for there too. Yeah. So then they finished them off and moved on, and they probably got a little more beat up than we did. Okay. Well, let's rest, and then I want to pay close attention to that blood as, like, moving forward. Yeah, I like that you spotted it now, because now you can be aware of it. Because mm-hmm. there could have been blood all the way down from back there, but we just didn't, hadn't noticed it. Mm-hmm. So now, now we can be more aware of it. Do the steps look uneven? <clears throat> no. Like somebody was limping or, like, being carried or anything like that? I'm going to make you roll, like, a, a heel or a... Uh survival check to try to identify that okay um i roll a five survival okay they look they look pretty regular pretty regular Um, yeah it looks like the the boot prints that are next to the blood stain um are keeping pace with the other boot prints that were that were there okay cool good to know right i mean we know something bad happened to them Mm -hmm. at least or they're stuck somewhere so at least nobody's limping yet so right Cool, so we rest. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And you guys only took an hour rest, right? Yes, mm-hmm. an hour. Cool. I gained three. Um, sweet. So you guys rested. You're you're getting pretty close to this castle now. You've traveled a good distance. Uh, in all reality, you did travel for like an hour into the city before you took that hour long rest, just to like make sure that you were away from those solace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But now you've you've rested. You still don't hear anything new. And you just got that information about that one blood drop you saw next to that footprint, so. Yes, I would like to, as we continue to follow the blood drop, like, just the one drop, um, <laughs> like, if if I see any other drops of blood, I'd like to just kind of keep an eye on that as opposed to just following the tracks. Okay. All right, cool. Yes. Do you guys just keep following those tracks then as well? Yeah. All right. So following the tracks, you actually... Uh, walk for about 15 minutes and then you find a spot where they made camp you find an old um like ring of stones or like bricks that they found in the surrounding area and these like narrow streets and stuff as well as like some compact ash and dirt where they like laid out their bedrolls to sleep cool um in addition you do notice that there is a small pool of some kind of coagulated liquid um, off to the side of the camp. That reminds me of the stuff the baby came out of, right? A little bit. Yeah. Um, my nature's not the best, but uh, can I check it out? Sure. Sweet. <laughs> there are chunks of food in it. Dope. Oh, Gross. no. Somebody yarfed. Yeah. And it's red. The liquid is red? Yeah. Ooh. 
And there's chunks in it. Um, would I be able to use nature or survival to like inspect it closer? Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. What or would heal. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have that. Okay. So nature it is then. Okay. Eleven. Eleven? Okay, you it is a um, pool of um, three day old bloody vomit. Do you guys think it's important what the chunks are? Nope. Uh, Great. Because they are not important. Oh, was not oh thank God. I was like, is it like necrotic flesh? Are they like rotting from the inside? Oh. Nope. That might be important. Nope. Let's that, just... See, that's why I wanted to check. But if it's not important, then I'm not going to poke around in somebody's three-day-old bloody vomit. Any more Great. Than already have. Do I know what might have caused this? Like... With a heal, maybe. Do you want me to roll? I can uh-huh. roll instead. Sure. Okay. I am watching with her. And I'm, no, not that many. I was like, damn, like, a four in heal? Shit. Um, that is a five. A five? Right. No, six. A six heal check? You do not. You don't know what could have done it. Hmm. I rolled a 15, not an 11, if that All right. makes a difference. The chunks still don't matter. Right. Yeah. Great. If they mattered as Deathmaster, I would have told you with a 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you guys want. Cool. Um, Anything else at the camp of a consequence? Not really, no. Cool. They clearly packed up their stuff. How many tracks lead over towards this pile of vomit? Just one. Okay. Somebody just yarfed and then... He might be keeping a secret. Yeah. Well, is it close to where they were camping? Because if so, they probably heard Heard. heard it and then also saw it. (laughs) How close to the camp is the yarf? Like I said, these are very narrow streets, so it's like next to the camp. Okay. Oh, yeah, so they probably know. But away from where they had slept and stuff. Let me just vomit on your pillow. Oh, thank you. Buddy. Oh, thanks. Oh, gross blood. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Great. Well, let's continue then. I guess. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. You guys continue toward the castle. Um. As you're walking, the all of a sudden you like, sorry. As you're walking, suddenly the the buildings recede, and you walk into what was probably once a beautiful courtyard, but now just a large empty space filled with ash. Um, there are a few tree stumps as well as some of the like ashen husks of some of those who had been flash burned to create that like ashen husk. But yeah, there are some of the, some people um, or some of their husks rather um, that remain in the positions that they had been when they were struck by the eruption. Right. Um, in this courtyard, you do find more of those etheric tools. Um, you find a whole bunch of those like weird spy glasses with aether attached to the like with theorem crystals attached to the side, along with a whole bunch of those copper tubes and stuff that connect to like other tubes and like what would what we would consider Tesla coils. Um, also, kind of identify what's going on in this tunnel. 
And then, as you track the footsteps a little bit more, you do notice that the that the footsteps with the blood trail um, did suddenly stumble, and you find another pool of bloody vomit. Oh, hmm. I'm gonna keep following that. Okay, it um, heads up this large staircase that leads directly to the castle's entrance, and in this area, it's now pretty dimly lit. Um, if I recall, you guys started entering this dungeon in like the early afternoon. So the light coming from above where that hole is, is still pretty bright. So you guys don't necessarily need your light anymore. Um, but it isn't, it isn't like daylight bright. It's like dim. Okay. Let's keep the light. Yeah, I don't think we should just spell it just, just in case the inside of the castle is dark. Um, so yeah, you're going up these stairs? Yep. Perfect. At the top of the stairs, um, these are made of like stone and concrete, so you're not able to follow the footprints as easily as you were in the old ash-covered dirt roads. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see the sweeping motion of the doors opening inward, and like the the wind that had disturbed all the ash, and the and subsequently the bodies of the guards mm-hmm. who had been standing there when the eruption went off. But the doors are closed now, and they're big. These are big, towering doors. Uh, but they are rotted because they're old wood with rusting iron hinges. All right, uh, so I'll open the door. All right, um, you could tell that it's like a push, not a pull. Cool. So go ahead and roll athletics. It's a push door. Yes. There's a big sign that says push. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, you you like walk up, put a hand up, like I got this. And then just like shove the doors and they swing open. The hinges creating this loud, echoing <laughs> scream through this hallway. Oh, we didn't bring the WD 40. Ah, oh, sorry, guys. I knew I forgot something. I was working out. Sorry. And then the doors slam into the walls on the side and you like hear them splinter a little bit and you see darkness as the hallway inside is not lit by any means. You shine your shield, and the first thing you see is this bloody, mangled, fleshless corpse. Sweet. Just in the middle of the hallway. Is it laying down, standing? It's laying down. Okay. It's, it's dead. Okay. As far as you can tell, yeah. this distance. Um, looking at the light and following Ariel, you see that the blood trail that you were following leads to this body. But how long have they been missing? Uh, five days. Not long enough to be fleshless. Not something ate it. I said fleshless. It's still a mangled, bloody mess. Like, imagine all their flesh is gone. Like, the flesh of the outside exploded, but their muscle and other internal bits were still intact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, five days isn't long enough for that to happen, is it? That doesn't happen naturally. I was gonna say, say, like, that that means the skin has been removed by something. By something, or by, like, whatever he's thrown up, or she, or it. Whatever this thing is, yeah. That's rude. This was a person once. Should I roll to see what did this to it? I, I don't know if it's a heal check, but... I mean, yeah, I have nature and you have heal, so between the two of us, I'm sure we can figure something out. 
from the distance we're at, can they do this? No. All you can tell is that it's a mangled, bloody corpse that has no flesh. Okay, so then I'll get closer to it and just make sure that nothing's super sketchy right now. Okay. But while also, like, checking, like, with my shield, like, for your flashlight, like, to check, like, corners and doors. Doors and corners. Doors and corners, that's right. it. <laughs> it's really quick. I am going to just say this is part of, this is this is where I'm going to apologize for being an extremely disturbed human being <laughs> with my descriptions, but I had to think of a way that this made sense logically, and so that's where we're going with it. Go ahead and roll your nature or heal check. I find nothing when I examine the room. I'm staying back. Oh, you find nothing. Okay. 15. 15? Nature. Nature? Okay. So with your 10, um, Nyx, you know that like something burst forth from this creature. But not like an alien style where it just like ripped its way out of its chest. I'm talking like you look at it and it's entire it's it's like its flesh actually exploded off of itself. <laughs> this this humanoid being's eyeballs are still there. All of its internal organs, all of its muscle, everything is still there. It's just like the flesh and the blood was removed. What if the babies did this? I don't, maybe, maybe not. Mm, No, the babies babies want your soul. The babies don't want your body. Yeah, so this, this creep, this, this being, this person, um, is laying there with a uh it's it's, it's kind of hard to tell without the skin but you can still see that like they were in agony um with their like mouth wide open their teeth still you know shining other than a little bit of blood um and their eyes wide open because their eyelids are gone just staring up at the ceiling nariel mm-hmm. with your 15 nature check you can identify what did this. Nyx can't identify the sickness, but you know the creature. It was a blood ooze. I hate it. Um, okay. Can you tell me more about those? Yeah. So these are um, a strange ooze that, like, no one's really aware of their... No one's really sure of their origin. More than likely, it was, like, some kind of um, early etheric mishap when they were trying to like find a cure for death instead they created this undead creature um but the blood ooze actively attacks living creatures to um gain more uh matter for them to grow and if they start running low or risking death they'll actually infect a person and then um like slip inside of them Mm. Hmm. Do you relay this information to everybody else? Hmm. I'm sorry, guys. So just so we know, I did get this monster off of a D and D monster that I absolutely fell in love with. So this isn't just like a horror of my own design. Like this is an actual creature that people have created in the past. I'm sorry that I described this thing the way I did. He's no, not, no, no, he's not that broken. No, I know it was a creature. It's just it's still gross. Um. <laughs> Can is there a way to tell if you can cure it once it's been infected or somebody's been infected? Uh, now that Nariel has informed you of this, yeah, there's actually you can actually like with a purify form, you could actually remove the bloodies from the infected creature. Um, 
the creature would still be alive. It would just be outside the person's body. Um, but it would cure the illness that you do not have the identity, like you don't know the name of still. Um, you just know how to treat it. Okay. Now that Nariel has relayed this information to the party, um, and you're shining your shield flashlight around Thurgo, you see several piles, or sorry, several pools of blood just in the room. Um, they were they were there before, but your perceptions is, is zero, so you weren't like looking for anything. But spotting a pool of blood now, as you're actively looking for it, I, can, I will allow with a perception of zero. Okay. Is there any like exits to the room that we oh. see other than the, the one we came through? Oh yeah, this is a, a foyer to massive castle. Like this thing is the grand entry hall. Um, you see that there are like old tapestries lining the walls, old old like oil paintings that are just degraded and moldy and just torn apart at this point with age. Um, there is a long rug that spans the hallway and old pots that you assume once housed plants, probably, um, along with benches and stuff throughout there. It's, it's this really beautiful gathering room that could have probably been used as a ballroom even. Um, and with that in mind, there are so many entrances and exits. Well, I point out the several pools of blood that I see and suggest we avoid the shit out of those. Okay. Are any of them moving? Unsure. Oh, I hate it. Didn't look that close to the blood. As your cleric, I want you to stay away from those. Okay? Definitely Are don't you do looking any, at me specifically don't saying Don't do any this? scooping motions. <laughs> oh, no. Yum. Oh, God. Okay. I would like to roll a survival or a nature check on this blood to taste <laughs> I need to see if it's alive. So here's my question. Because I want to, like, explore this castle further, but I'm going to be real honest. I don't want to touch the floor because there are pools of blood and I am low-key nervous that there are oozes, that those are oozes. And then if I step near them, they will wake up and come at me. Well, that's why. That's why I suggested avoiding them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what I would like to do is wild shape into a hawk. Okay. And fly around. Yeah, because fuck us, though. No, 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 what I'm saying is, like, you guys hang out here, and then, like, I kind of do some recon and then come back. Okay. So my question is, do hawks have dark vision? Nope. Well. Owl do. Great, there's no owl in here. If you want to transform into an owl, assume it's a hawk. With dark it has the stats of a hawk, but it's an owl. Okay. I'm sorry, I haven't made an owl yet. <laughs> Heckin' rude. Also, remind me, did you bring your doggo with you? I did. Yep. Forgot about that. I did. in the little baby fight. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Well, I'm Okay, so then I'd like to transform then into a an owl. Okay. Um, what do you do with your dog? Will you guys watch him? Yeah. Yes. Can What's is he name? smart? Can he stay? His name is Lux. Yeah. yeah. I'll hold him. Can he be fine mm-hmm. and stay? Well then, I am going to do that. 
right. and then f- kind of just fly around and check out the rest of this kind of main room. Okay. You fly around and check out the rest of this main room. And with your, like, the sonic abilities of a owl mixed with your vision, um, you, I mean, you find several other doors, um, but you don't find any other, like, monsters or anything that you really need to worry about. Do you have the purify form, Nyx? Great, nobody has that. Well, alright. If you're dead, you're dead. No, I'm just kidding. by the blood. Yeah, because those those guys obviously didn't um, turn to ash and get put back in their phylactery, whatever the hell they do. While you're doing your thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna detect magic. Oh, good call. What's um, the range on that again? It's twenty meters, and then it's uh, I roll for how long it lasts. Okay. That is eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. So the moment you cast detect magic, you detect a powerful source of magic from the end of this hallway powerful like very powerful yeah. like power more powerful than i've detected like when we were in the well oh yeah it's palpable okay i'll let you guys know that but in like a quiet tone because i don't know what's behind that at the end of the hallway where uh where are the blood pools in relation to where we would need to go to get to that door dude they're all over the place but you guys are able to like like inch around them okay even if it takes me extra time, I will go as far around said blood pools as possible. Okay. It's real safe not just, to do it. Just like a get, just press <laughs> your body up against the wall and shuffle. Um, as you guys walk pat, uh, through this hallway, avoiding these pools of blood, Rayla, that etheric energy that you're detecting is just growing stronger and stronger as you inch closer and closer to this room. Like, you just felt the outer force of it with your detect magic, but as you get further and further down the hallway, you're beginning to, like, reach the core of this magic with the edge of your spell or your form. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's powerful. So powerful that actually the rest of you can almost feel it as if it's an electricity in the air. I'm gonna open the door. Okay. You open the door. It's, a, it's not as big. It's still a pretty grand door, ornate. It's a little bit more well-maintained than the entry door just because this room has been closed off for a while. Um, and as you open it, you see a figure, a man, standing in the middle of this room that would normally be dark. And for a second, Thurgo, your light form flickers on your shield. And you watch as this light is almost being sucked toward this creature. And it glows a brighter blue. And then your light flickers back on. And that creature is still glowing a brighter blue. And it turns and looks at you with this, like, aura and, like, almost blue etheric flame coming off of its shoulders, off of its hair. Sensing the energy that it's absorbed from this light form that was cast on your shield and has been recast several times now because light doesn't last forever. 
it slowly turns and looks into each of you. And it's, for the first time, this, like, gnarled, warm person looks like they're probably happy, like they have power to change and influence the world. And their, like, grisly bear cloak that is oily and warm burns off their back with the energy coming off of this creature, coming off of themselves. And he says, oh, more energy. And then, whoops. Hey everyone, it's Brittany. I wanted to start by thanking some people we forgot to thank last week for the use of their names. Um, So thank you to Jamika Pratt, Tom Gibson, and Raul Arnros, who were the character inspirations for um, Jamika, Gibson, and Arn. If you want your name on the show, tweet about us using hashtag TheForgeCast, or follow us on Facebook or Podbean. Another thank you to Darren Curtis, who's the guy who produces all the music we use in the show. Um, If you want to check him out, his website is darrencurtismusic.com. Just a reminder, our pre-alpha sign-up is available um, on Google Forms. I'll go ahead and post a link to that in this episode um, in the description. So go ahead and go check that out and sign up. If you ever have any questions or comments about the show or the game, please email us at guildofmisfits at gmail.com or reach out to us through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, You'll find us under Guild of Misfits. Your next episode will be up on April 12th, so look forward then to episode 3. Stay tuned for an epilogue after this little break. Um, We're going to be doing some little story epilogues after some of the episodes, so make sure to stick around for those. And finally, thank you so much for listening to the episode, and uh, we'll see you on April 12th. The lights flicker. Both the gnome and the human look up from the tinkerings on the dwarf. Master? I know. They're early. Suddenly, a rush of air slams against the door. The gnome stays frozen in fear, memories of his time tortured by the Order returning in a flash. The human looks at him, but pushes his concern away for the moment. He drops his tools and grabs the conduit from the dwarf he was tinkering with. As he rushes toward the stage, he sees in the corner of his eye that the gnome is shaking himself free of his fear. The gnome looks toward the human, watches as he approaches one of the three chambers sitting at the front of the stage. Master! We don't have time for this. You saw how they handle the Solace. The Consumed won't stand a chance. We've been working on this project for nearly a month. The human snaps at the gnome, without looking at him. He's opening a panel on the top of the chamber and reaching into the black liquid. I won't let our research, our progress, go to waste. He's too strong to leave. With a click and a twist, the human pulls a conduit from the chamber. With his other hand, he inserts the new conduit. The human finishes quickly and shuts the panel. Everything is quiet now. He knows they're running out of time. The human warps across the room where he's kept the other three conduits he'd been experimenting on. The gnome offers his bag to carry them and the human puts all the conduits in it. Master, 
We must leave. The human looks around the room one last time. Aetherhold had been a perfect place to perform his experiments. The Aether saturation did a great job amplifying their results, and now he was forced out. He glanced around to see if he'd forgotten anything. Then, with a grin, one last thing. The human warps to a small desk and reaches into his own bag. He pulls out a small leather book, flips to one of the blank pages, and writes something, then warps back to the gnome. Now we can leave. The human grabs hold of the gnome and tears time.